Welcome to Her Own Boss, the podcast designed to help you find your inner entrepreneur. Her Own Boss is created by Anissa, Ben, Sarah, Lucy, Nikki, and me, Megan, as we start our careers and learn from the inspiring women who can help us along the way. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Nikki, and I am super excited to be back with season three of Her Own Boss. The team and I have an incredible season lined up for you, starting with a really honest conversation about finding your way early in your career with Isabel Pearl. Isabel is the founder of Pearl Cosmetics, a natural skincare brand and girls in business, a platform that champions women who own or run businesses. I won't give too much away, but Isabel shares with us her journey from school to becoming a founder, and we talk about how difficult it can be to not compare yourself to others and how it's okay to not be okay. I hope you enjoy it and welcome back. This episode is sponsored both by Rise, created by Barclays, and Barclays Eagle Labs. Rise and Eagle Labs are on a mission to support female founders shape the future of entrepreneurship by providing access to networks, mentorship, and training. Search Rise, created by Barclays, or Barclays Eagle Labs to find out more. Hi, Isabel. Really excited to have you on the podcast today. I've got a couple of icebreaker questions for you. Are you ready for those? Hit me. All right, the first one. What's your favorite childhood game? Oh, oh my God. What was the one where you had to, there was like a big column and you had loads of marbles in there and you had all these sticks and you had to pull out as many sticks as you can without, without the marbles all coming through the bottom. Oh my God. I used to love that game. (laughs) That's a good one. I have no idea what it's called, but I can like picture it vividly in my mind. Right. Second one. Would you rather be able to live underwater or live on the moon? Oh, I was going to say underwater, but then I was like, oh, I'm scared of like the deep sea creatures that we don't know exist. But then the moon might be lonely. <laughs> I think the moon might be a bit I'm gonna lonely say the as moon. well. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair I'm, I'm going to say the moon really for you. <laughs> yeah, you'd have an amazing view. Right. And the last one is if you could magically become fluent in any language, which one would you pick? Oh, maybe Italian just because it's so sexy. <laughs> I love that good answer (laughs) so you are the the founder of Pearl Cosmetics which is a skincare kind of health and beauty business and the brains behind girls in business which is a platform that features women in business and it has over 11,000 followers which has happened really quickly so congratulations by the way Um, (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) um, but I would be interested to know if this was kind of in your plan like when you were in uni or even in school did you always think like I'm going to be a business owner one day I'm going to be an entrepreneur oh my goodness not not in the slightest if you told me this is what I would be doing when I was like studying my A-levels I think I would have been like oh lol you're joking (laughs) honestly not at all so what did you study at uni and what was what what was your kind of plan like if I had asked you maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, what do you want to be when you grow up? What would your answer have been? I would have loved to have been a vet. Um, That was literally like my dream from honesty. I remember when I was like five years old and I would play vets with all my stuffed animals and I would have like my dad's stethoscope and I'd be like feeding its pretend heartbeat and stuff. Like, honestly, sometimes I kick myself that I'm like, why didn't I just do it? Um, And like when I finished university I studied biology at university and I was like I could just do a conversion course I could just go and study to be a vet and I was just like the thought of doing another five years of uni I was just like no and you know when you're like 
like kicking myself in some ways but in other ways like god I think it would have been so stressful like my honestly my saying mm-hmm. is like did anyone die today when when something goes wrong and obviously in my job and in my businesses <laughs> like I'm not killing anyone <laughs> whereas like if I were to be a vet like did anyone die today well not a person but like yeah there were a few animals that like did die I think it just would have been very stressful but um that was definitely my dream job when I was younger so then what did you do instead of kind of going back to, to vet school basically and I agree with you by the way when I finished my degree I had always thought I'd go on and do like a master's and a PhD but I was just I was properly fatigued after one degree so I kind of took a break and then got a job in the corporate world did you follow a similar trajectory or do you take a gap year or anything like that? Well my my journey from school to university was just full of questionings and unsure of my next move um so I took a gap year before I went to uni I actually never even applied to go to uni until I took my gap year so when all my friends were applying for unis I was just there like ha I'm not going to uni that's not me that's not a bit of me so I took a gap year and then like (laughs) didn't have any plan for my gap year either like I didn't have any savings to go traveling I didn't I I think I, I joined like a um scheme where I was like training to be like a assistant manager at a department store and I hated it so much I quit after three weeks and I was like I think I need to go to uni (laughs) so um yeah I kind of like was unsure about whether uni even was for me but actually when I got to uni I was like yes this is for me I loved it so much and I studied biology um and I surprised myself at graduating with a first which is another reason as to why I didn't pursue I yeah honestly I I shocked myself because one of the reasons why I didn't pursue wanting to be a vet was because I never believed in like my capabilities if that makes sense like I always just thought that I was like average like you know I definitely wasn't good enough to like go and be a vet like you gotta be like straight A's A stars and that just wasn't me and then when I graduated with a first I was like I can do it like why didn't I just work harder (laughs) so the story of my life just like having having the ability and the capability but just not believing in myself so anyway when I graduated with a first and after I'd enjoyed uni so much and my course I loved my course um I was like maybe I want to be a scientist maybe I want to do a PhD um so I got a master's at Imperial in London I took a gap year as well because I am queen of not knowing what to do so I took a gap year and in that gap year I was like <laughs> I need to figure out what I'm doing so I applied for master's did some traveling, did six months of traveling. So I worked for six months, traveled for six months and also applied for my master's. Um, and then I came back from traveling, started my master's three weeks in, hated it, quit. <laughs> do you know what? I love that. I love how yeah. you're so honest and you're like, I'm the queen of not knowing what I want to do. Like you're normalizing taking gap years, normalize starting something and then yeah. quitting after three weeks. It's not for you. I, I love that. Did you ever sort of feel any pressure when you were on your gap years and you said you know your gap year between school and uni all of your friends were applying to uni going to uni and you weren't and then I guess after uni you know not really having a plan and starting a master's and feeling like it wasn't for you did you feel pressure by you know from comparing yourself to other people and if you did how did you kind of handle that because I think it's so common I think everyone thinks that they're the they're the one that's missing out or they're the one that's you know doesn't have anything going on while everyone has it figured out and it's not always the case but I don't think we really talk about it enough to to know that other people are in that situation and that there there are ways you can kind of handle it and just you know push through it if that makes sense. No, absolutely it does. Um I think for me I definitely 
felt I felt tremendous pressure actually um to kind of like follow suit of what my friends did and were doing um I think before I went to uni like my first gap year I was good at kind of like like I didn't follow suit everyone was going to uni and I was like no like I don't think uni's for me I don't want to go and then obviously having tried some other things and I was like do you know what I actually feel like I am missing out and so I did apply for uni I think in that respect like it did work well for me and I'm glad I'm really glad that I decided to take the time to actually figure it out because choosing to go to uni is quite a big thing like it's three years of your life it's a lot of money yeah. and if your heart's not in it then it it will you'll enjoy it for the uni experience but like ultimately that's not why you're there you're there to get a degree and you're there to study and if you're not enjoying it like I know definitely for me if I don't enjoy something I do not try hard at all at it um mm-hmm. but in terms of yeah when I finished when I quit my master's well even deciding what I wanted to do I was all my friends had grad schemes they were all like working in London they all had like these corporate jobs and I was applying for grad schemes and I just wasn't really getting anywhere with them and also the whole kind of like enjoying my degree and stuff I kind of wanted to explore that avenue which obviously I then decided three weeks into it it wasn't for me um but when I quit my master's oh my god like I felt such I just felt like an absolute failure I honestly I was just like I can't believe I'm now back to the job that I had before I went traveling I've I'm literally back at square one I don't know what I'm doing I I I don't know where my life's going I don't know what my next I didn't know what my next plan was and I felt such pressure to kind of like do what my friends were doing and moving like all of them have moved out of home into London you know they were lawyers they were corporate bankers and I was like oh god I'm just you know a little HR I was like a little HR admin girl just like plugging away trying to like (laughs) figure it out um and I didn't I I I didn't cope well with comparing myself and I really felt the pressure like I really really felt the pressure to kind of like fit in and have it figured out like my friends did um and I think it made me really unhappy actually looking back at it now um I didn't I wish I can say like oh yeah like this is the magic formula that I use not to compare myself to my friends but no I I (laughs) I was there comparing myself to my friends (laughs) and kind of wishing that I had it all figured out like they did um but yeah I think Mm. now looking back on it I'm kind of like well I don't think they really had it figured out um and it's always it's always easy to see things through rose-tinted glasses isn't it like one of my friends who's a lawyer like yeah she's earning loads of money but also like I don't see her working like 56 hours in a week or I don't see her you know doing all of these like crazy long days for work and the stress and things I don't see that I just see her having fun going out for work drinks kind of thing so it's 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 a difficult one I think it's really difficult to try and stay true to yourself and and not compare yourself to what other Mm -hmm. people are doing yeah I agree I think it's so difficult and I don't want to say it's impossible not to compare yourself to others because I'm sure there you know there might be some people out there who are just you know really self-assured and confident what they're doing but I think it's important to know Mm -hmm. that while you know this is I mean this is going down a bit of an emotional term but while we're not going to share the magic formula on this podcast like you say at least knowing that other people are comparing themselves to you and from the outside looking in it might look like you're you've got it all figured out but if you're thinking the same thing you just have to remind yourself that your path is yours and it's not anyone else's yeah couldn't agree more and honestly genuinely like sometimes I do like sit here and I'm like obviously having like a platform like girls in business where there's like 
I can't mm. even believe it like 11,000 people like mostly women and mostly young women following me I'm like I really hope that like they don't look at me and think oh she's she's killing it she's smashing it she's so lucky because mm-hmm. that's like I sit here and look at other people and I'm like oh my god I wish I had their life <laughs> like obviously it's kind of like in a it's a weird one like I'm just like god like it's when you put yourself in the shoes of other people you're like people might think that about you I don't know I just like mm-hmm. I absolutely would love talking about my story and like how I got to here and having this platform and this business because it's been an emotional roller coaster like even from like finishing school and having no idea whether to go to uni or not and quitting my master's and like all these things that I've tried and just like not enjoyed um and yeah I just don't want people to think that like I've got it all figured out because oh my god I do not like honestly like if, like I just trying my best is what I'm doing and I'm just like oh god I wish I had it figured out <laughs> and so then how how did you come to start these businesses so pearl cosmetics and then girls in business as well was it that point where you quit your masters and you just thought okay let's just try something completely new or was there always some sort of like underlying passion for example like skincare and beauty and you thought you know what now's now's an opportunity for me to give it a go yeah so um when I quit my master's I as mentioned earlier went back to my old job which was just HR admin like honestly it it, it's demoralizing when you go to university I don't know if that's a bit of a strong word when you go to university and you work really hard you study really hard for your degree and you graduate and you've got a good degree from a good uni and then you have to enter the work world and like honestly when like you kind of I think this is the thing with millennials as well is that you kind of expect far too much and so when when you enter the work world like you got to start at the bottom and so honestly like my first Mm -hmm. job was just copying and pasting from spreadsheets it was like the same task day in day out like it honestly it was just awful and I was like I can't believe that I've studied for a degree for three years and I'm literally just copying and pasting spreadsheets like I don't even need a degree to do this um and like oh it's just honestly like painful so anyway so I went back to that job and I was just like back at square one and I was I was really fortunate that like my old team really liked me and they were like when I told them that I quit my master's they were like don't worry you can come back and so I was really lucky in that respect that you know I worked hard made a good impression on them and they kind of welcomed me back with open arms which was I was really grateful for um and then like as I mentioned earlier kind of like I was just lost I felt so lost as back living with my parents all of my friends had like moved into London so I was like okay so I think my next plan is going to be just like moving to London and I, I think that like and I think also at the time I was quite unhappy like I was kind of I'd done a few sessions in therapy because I just was like I don't know what I'm doing with my life I need to like I don't know it just felt really sad and just yeah sad um yeah and so I kind of like I'm really good at doing this but at saying like you know oh when like x happens I'll be happy or when y happens I'll be happy and like kind of like pinning my happiness on these extraneous circumstances that actually now I look back and realize don't make you happy so um at the time I was like I'll move to London that will make me happy and so I got a promotion in the April of 2019 and I moved to London and I was working at a um, corporate firm like an accountancy firm in project management Mm -hmm. I was like a project coordinator so again it was still like a very much so like admin role just helping other people do their job (laughs) um 
and I was like yeah like I'm gonna be happy now that I've moved into London and shockingly I mean we're not we're not shocked by it I wasn't happy it didn't it didn't solve my happiness <laughs> conundrum um <laughs> and so in um November of 2019 like I literally think I hit like rock bottom and like my my mental mm. health is like it's good when it's good but like I I definitely can have periods like I'm not like the sort of person who's very mm-hmm. like not like you know how you meet some people and you're just kind of like god you're just like fine all the time like for example my sister like so much can go yeah. wrong in her life and she's just like so she's she's calm and she can deal with it and and it doesn't affect her mental state too much yeah. whereas for me like something bad can happen and I'm like oh that's it I'm out of here guys like I it, it just affects me <laughs> so differently um and so in November I kind of I came back home from my flat in London I was with my mum and dad and I was driving in the car with my mum and she was like I just my mum could sense that something was wrong and she was like is everything okay and I literally just burst out crying and I was like I'm just miserable I was like I'm so deeply unhappy I don't know what I'm doing with my life like I thought I was going to do this I thought I was going to do a master's be a scientist and I didn't I thought moving to London would be make me happy and getting a new job but I'm not and like you know when it's just kind of like dawns on you that like oh my god like I'm Mm -hmm. just unhappy it's not other things making me yeah it always hits you so I was like right I need to I need to do something about this there's no point me crying about being unhappy and not doing anything because nothing's going to change so when I got home I was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna just make a list I was like I'm just gonna write down things that I enjoy and that makes me happy um and so like at the top of that list was obviously like you know horses I'm obsessed with horses like if I were to be a vet (laughs) I would have been a horse vet that would have been a dream but at that point I was like I'm not going to uni I'm not going to go be a vet (laughs) um and also as well on the list was like makeup beauty skincare fashion and I was like I'd love to work for like a cool brand doing something and I was like maybe I'll go work for like L'Oreal and do sort of like project management stuff at L'Oreal which is kind of like the career that I was in at the time um and then I ended up reading an article on the Daily Mail and whenever I talk about this I'm always like all good ideas start reading the Daily Mail and it was about (laughs) yeah the Daily Mail and it was these two young guys in Australia who had set up like this hugely successful skincare business um selling only clay masks and I think they did it back in like 2018 and they they had just seen this trend on Instagram that people were loving clay masks and they were like, yo, let's just make a clay mask business. And they honestly, they've got like close to a million followers on Instagram. Like they, they're killing it. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. And also two young guys, like if two young guys can do it, then surely I can do it. Like I am my own target audience. I love skincare. I know what skincare lovers want. And also it was kind of as well, like when I think about clay masks, I could tell you brands in Australia I could tell you brands in America that are known like that are only known for selling clay masks whereas like when you think of when I was thinking of brands in England I was like there was literally like no big skincare company that's known for just Mm -hmm. selling clay masks and I was like I want to be that I want to do that so that's when the idea for Pearl Cosmetics started but then at the same time I was like oh god I've got a full-time job um how am I going to start a business and run a full-time job from my tiny flat in London? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just not going to be able to do it. And so the idea kind of got parked and um, I'd like to set up my social media. I had bought my domain name for my website 
and I kind of like I kind of forgot about it I went back to the rat race of life um and I yeah I I didn't forget about it but it kind of just like remained a dream um and then in May of last year I lost my job because of the pandemic and I was Mm -hmm. like when else is the the world going to give me an opportunity like this to try it because there's no way in hell I would have quit a full-time job to pursue something because that's security and so when that when that decision got taken out of my hands I was like well this is a door that's opening for me and I'm going to walk through it (laughs) absolutely I, I love that there's so much to like touch on in that story I mean I guess kind of working backwards so the fact that you set up the social media and saved the domain names I think is like a brilliant lesson for anyone who has any idea um it's something that came up in one of our podcast episodes in season one as advice from Vanessa Vallely who is a fantastic businesswoman um but from own personal experience we have had many names for this podcast a lot of them were already taken so if you have an idea take that name because it's it will run away from you um yeah and then I loved what you did to even come up with the idea, just sitting down and looking at all of the things that you genuinely enjoyed. I think, I don't know, I think sometimes people are like, oh, I could never start a business. There's, you know, nothing. I don't have any good ideas, but everyone has good ideas. Everyone has passions. And like you're saying, you're your own target market. So you just, you're designing something that works for you. And so therefore it will likely work for other people as well. Um, also, side note, I love the the name of your businesses, Pearl Cosmetics, with your last name. I think that's genius. I have to ask, was it planned or did it was it kind of a happy a happy match? Oh, absolutely, it was planned. Um, <laughs> well, I say planned. Um, I was like always knew that like if I was, I always knew it was gonna I was gonna use my last name. I was like everyone's always like your last name is like so lovely, and I was like ah. Oh, it would make a lovely brand name. So I always knew that Pearl was going to be like the name of the brand. Um, And I was like, I didn't actually know at the time, but I was like, I wonder whether Pearl powder, which is what we use in our masks. Mm. I was like, I wonder whether you can use that in skincare. And after doing some research, I was like, oh my God, this is insane. And so like the benefits that Pearl powder has for your skin is amazing. It like, it produces something that inhibits the enzymes and it works to brighten and illuminate. So like, honestly, like when you use the mask and you wash it off, you're like, I, I am actually glowing. Like you, you, you glow. <laughs> I love that your biology degree is like sneaking into this story as well. <laughs> honestly it's amazing and because I create all the products myself as well I'm like god I'm I am a scientist now so like I have my like um my little pipettes and my beakers and I measure everything out and I'm like I literally am like a scientist creating it I formulated it all myself as well so it was like so much research went into like all of the ingredients and what percentages I could use safely on skin and how they work together um so yeah, 100% my degree has definitely come in handy mm. in terms of creating it all. That's amazing. It's kind of gone full circle. You know, you thought you 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 failed at being a scientist as it were because you didn't get your master's, but you are you are one. I think that's awesome. And so then what how how did the idea for Girls in Business come about then? So Girls in Business kind of springboarded off of me having my own business. Um when I started Power Cosmetics, I was part of lots of Facebook groups, um, kind of like, you know, women in business Facebook groups. And I was like posting about my my new business and I was like, oh, I'd love you guys to check me out. And so many times it kept on getting deleted and it was like no self-promotion, no self-promotion. And I was like, why can't I self-promote? Like, this is mm-hmm. so annoying. Like, I just want to like get the name of my brand out there. Like, 
this is really frustrating. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to make something better. So um, yeah, Girls in Business was born and it literally works on the premise of like hype yourself until it's death. <laughs> like, honestly, but I like, it's kind of like how it all works. So I feature a different woman in business each day. Um, and it's kind of like a platform to showcase what they're doing and what they're up to in their business and it is literally just a place for self-promotion that is entirely what it's for um and why it started and honestly like initially when it started I I kind of knew that it had it had the I knew that it could grow because I knew that like the way that I was going to run it and kind of like the idea behind it I was like it's like a ripple effect like people share it like the person that I feature will share it their friends will share it like it's and it's also very relatable because it is honestly just like me sharing my struggles of owning a small business um but initially definitely when it started out I was like if I can just grow this platform I've got an amazing place for me to just shout about me um so like mm -hmm. what started as quite a and you've got um, to right you've got to yeah exactly you got to you got to hype yourself um so it started kind of as a place for me to shamelessly plug pearl but um it's kind of grown it's grown and flourished into something so much more and so much better and I, I kind of am although I kind of knew it could go that way I'm still shocked that it has actually gone that way like I'm still just like wow 11,000 people turn up to just watch me ramble on my stories about like I don't know ordering the wrong labels or something <laughs> it's crazy yeah I mean it clearly shows that there was such an untapped demand for something like that and I think a lot of what your mission is with girls in business is similar to what we've got here on the podcast in that there are so many incredible young women who want to start businesses and have all these great ideas um and there's just not the right platforms to support them and to get the word out and so I think you know your platform is like a perfect example of just once I guess the opportunity is there it will grow so quickly I mean I know that you've got like a backlog of so many women who want to showcase their business and you've got such good engagement from other women who are seeing these things and you know wanting to support other women so I just yeah I mean I think it's you know fantastic um and it would be kind of interesting to hear from your experience of speaking to all of these small business owners what you think the kind of biggest driver is for women wanting to start their own businesses? Do you know what? I think definitely like the availability of social media and the internet has really helped. I think when people see someone else doing something, it kind of ignites the spark mm -hmm. in them that like, oh my God, like that girl's, that girl's done it. Like I can do it too. And it's, it's so true because like for my own personal story, like, most of the reason why I thought I could do it was because of seeing other girls like some of my mm -hmm. some people that I knew like friends of friends through other people who I kind of would just like randomly come across on Instagram like there was this one girl called Jessica Marie um Jessica Marie skincare and I came across her right at the start and she hand makes this like whipped skincare and I was like oh my god like because at the time I was like oh like if I make it in the kitchen is that weird like will people like trust me as a brand if it's like homemade like and I was having all of these doubts and then I came across her profile and saw that she was doing it and I was like wow like yeah people are doing it like I can do it too and so I definitely think that like having social media and seeing others around you has like definitely been like hugely inspirational for like so many other women just to be like 
they're doing it I can do it too and like as well just like the support as well just finding the support and a lot of people say to me like oh like so many other people you know sell stickers and it's like yeah okay like loads of people sell stickers but like they don't have your designs they don't have like you as the person running the business like you you make your brand and like so many people are like oh but it's, it's been done before and it's like yeah but like you know you've got like Dior and Chanel like they're both skincare brands but they both stand for different things they're both unique in their own way like and I was like so huge on like you know if you have an idea that someone else has done like well that's fine because you know it's you that's going to be making it happen it's you that's going to be putting your own unique spin on it and so I think just seeing all of all of this inspiration and ideas out there has been such a huge driving force for creating something and like turning their passion into a hustle equally the lockdown like so many girls that I've been in touch with have been like like yeah. so 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 many of their stories have been like oh like I you know I took up embroidery just to keep busy and then my friends really liked it so I gave it to them as presents and then they encouraged me to start a business and now I sell them on Etsy and I've sold 200 like stuff like that so like I think although the pandemic has been honestly like horrific there are so Mm -hmm. many positives that have come out of it and definitely I think all of these small businesses from just just from like such humble beginnings like just from people trying to keep occupied and busy have and they've just turned it in like they've turned like candle making from a hobby into a business and it's just it's it's lovely like I love reading every single story because I'm just like yes girl like I'm so proud of you Yeah, it's super inspiring to see the way so many, so many people, but I think so many women in particular have made the best of what's been just, as you say, an absolutely horrific situation. Super inspiring to see all of that. Um, be interested to know what your biggest learns have been through starting both of your businesses. Oh, definitely leaving things to the last minute. Um I'm so good at doing that I'm so good at just putting things off because I'm like oh it's a lot of money I don't want to do it or like just forever I'm forever just like I'll I'll do that next week I'll do that next week and then I'm late (laughs) so I think Mm -hmm. like for sure like leaving things to the last minute is like one of my biggest flaws in starting a business I had to I launched um on the 29th of July and my labels turned up the day before and I hated them so I had to reorder them and wait for the new ones to come so everyone who bought that items like pre-launch and launch day didn't mm-hmm. actually get them until like a week later so I was like that was that was probably not the best thing for me to have done um so silly I think as well like um oh it's a difficult one where I think I just make lots of like silly mistakes um but I also like to feel like when I make mistakes, I learn. I I think that's just the best way that I learn um, through making mistakes and um, not using like social media platforms like TikTok earlier. Honestly, like I got on it two weeks ago and I've had 50 sales through it, which is insane. Like it's slowed down a lot now. Um, and I'm kind of a bit like, does TikTok just like, you know, make you do well at the beginning so that you get addicted, which I am addicted now to TikTok. <laughs> and then it kind of is like, okay, well, now you're addicted. We'll like slow down your views. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think like one of my major, major regrets was not getting on platforms like TikTok sooner. So I think like for anyone who is 
thinking of starting a business like it is imperative that you start your social medias even before you even you have your product as soon as you've got your idea like like we said earlier buy your domain name get your instagram handle get it all um even if it sits there for a year just do it (laughs) um and start kind of like start building up your brand image just just through like pictures and stuff until you have products um to show yeah agreed i think that's the best piece of advice um and so we're coming to the end of the episode now um and we always ask guests the same question and it's what gives you confidence? Ooh, oh my goodness. So, well, this probably is a, a rogue one and it's probably not available to everyone, but um, my many, many times spent in therapy, I think, <laughs> um, have honestly just like done me the world of good. If you met me when I was a kid, like I was in therapy a lot when I was a child, well, not a child, a teenager. And um I was like lost uh, the story of my life just being lost but like as a young teenager I was like so lost in life and I was quite kind of shy and not very confident and yeah going to therapy has definitely really helped with my confidence um but I think aside from that because obviously I know that like therapies not everyone can afford to go or you have to wait a long time to get it on the NHS um but I think aside from that just having people around you who support you so like not even so much like friends and family like my friends and family have been like hugely influential and supportive of me but like strangers on the internet like I've made such good friends with people just through my platforms and my business and like they are literally there to hype me 24 7 and like that gives me so much confidence like when you're just having like a bit of a a bad day and in particular when you're running your own business like you know chatting to your best friend about like you know the perils of ordering the wrong labels like they're not really going to care because like when are they going to be ordering the wrong labels whereas like when you kind of like network with these other small business owners like they know how you're feeling and so when you can like talk to each other about like your struggles and stuff and just like they give me so much confidence they're literally like you're killing it no carry on like you're doing so good like we're so proud of you and like that's kind of like so nice to hear and gives me the confidence to be like yes I'm just having a wobble like it'll be better tomorrow kind of thing that's a great answer thank you so much Isabel for um coming on today and sharing your story with me and being so honest I really really enjoyed it thank you We hope you enjoyed the first episode of season three. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with the rest of this season. You can find out more about Her Own Boss at herownboss.co.uk or by searching for us on LinkedIn and Instagram.